I um, was at a, a camp uh, one summer as a chaplain working with students and we were in a big circle and people were just going, I was, you know, who, what's your name and what, so what, right, what's the icebreaker, right? So they, they said, so what house would you be in if you were at Hogwarts? And so it started going around. Gryffindor, 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 Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, right? I mean, not a shock, um, but it got to me. And I said, Slytherin. And the person who was lit went, really? Yeah, yeah, really, really. And, they, and suddenly they didn't really know what to do with that. They just kept going around, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, right? So, but, um, you know, every time that, the, you know, people share, like, their little thing about, like, take the quiz, I took the quiz, and I ended up in Gryffindor, right? Or, um, I, I really have never seen anybody do, get Slytherin, or at least, Nobody who gets it shares it. Um, and some of us actually uh, had a, a little interaction um, about that, right? And I say, the, the question is, why, why was it ever included in the first place? Right? One, one philosopher wrote a little essay um, and said, imagine this. Imagine that uh, there you are at the very beginning. You have these four people talking about they're going to create this school and they're going to do it and Gryffindor says give me all the brave right so we can we can uh, instill courage right and Ravenclaw says give me the keen intellect right and so we can delve deep into the mysteries and and, uh, Hufflepuff says give me the true and the loyal and those who are uh, dedicated to the good right and then there's Slytherin says give me the old evil ones that belong to the old houses, right? I mean, that's that's not how it worked, right? Courage, intellect, friendship, right? Those are the the main ones, right? And then so what is it about that one, right? And it's, it's really about ambition, and what do, you, what do you do with that? Now, in the books, the ambition has gone to an extreme, right? So, um, some of you know when I talk about virtues and stuff and, and the classic notion of virtues, you have a virtue, but then it can lead to both an excess and a deficit, right? So um, you might have ambition, and the deficit, of course, is that you just don't do anything. You, you just, even if, say, right, it's the person who got the 1600 in the SAT, or wait, now, wait, now it's 2400, right? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm that old. So, um, right, you get the perfect score on the SAT, but they never leave the 7-Eleven clerk job, right? Because, eh, why? 
That's the deficit of ambition, right? The, the excess of ambition, right? In some, that's, that's sort of where we see Slytherin folks before that, right? during the, the Harry Potter days, right? It's the go for the thing you want at all costs, right? And that's ultimately what sort of Voldemort is, just he, he has basically sold his life away to get all of the power and, uh, that he can. And so, ambition is a weird thing. Um, and I think that's where James and John are in the, in the text, right? Hey, Jesus, let us sit, one at your left and one at your right. Now, ultimately, right, the ten aren't happy about this. Um, because they kind of short-circuited things. They, they, didn't really, they didn't really follow the right thing, right? We get this notion that the 12 are, you know, it's kind of a band of brothers, the equals here, right? They're supposed to be this new community. We get these people trying to jockey for position within, So we could just say, forget it, we should have no ambition. But how, do we, how do we wrestle with that? How do we work with that in the midst of our lives with our own ambition, right? That's why I always own up to being Slytherin, because I've got this ambition that I don't know what to do with sometimes. Create a podcast with another pastor friend of mine, right? Because we have this notion, right, we do have some things that we think are worthy of sharing, but there's also this side of sort of self-promotion. What do we do with that? A lot of us pastors, we want to be pastors and we want to start, you know, with a church and build it, and then we want, to, we want a big church because then it reflects upon us and ourselves, and this is not the way the church should go. It's not it at all, right? How do we how do we wrestle with the notion of ambition? And, and it's, you know, for those of us who are in religious fields, uh, maybe there are some automatic checks and balances within it, but not really. Because we also see, right, I see my colleagues who are ambitious. I see them, and they get the, the bigger churches, and they, because they've worked hard, and they've done stuff, and they, right, it, it's not always a reflection of faithfulness or leadership. So what do you do outside of the church, right, in, in the business world, right, in academia, in the places where there might not be so many checks and balances and, right, you want to get published? And maybe there's some data that is really helpful if we just sort of lose? Maybe it gets swept under the carpet. And having served on um, institutional review boards, IRBs, right, for human subject protection, we've seen really horrible adverse effects of people who have 
who've had made horrible choices in how to handle data in the midst of their stuff. I mean, we've had to shut studies down. Right? Or a vice president who wants to make their company look good. And so they find creative accounting. Right? Excesses of ambition, striving after their goal without regard for how they get there. But the Christian's place also is not the deficit of ambition, right? Is not to just not go after excellence in their work. It is not a call to simply say, well, I really shouldn't go after things. Sometimes in order to reach our goal, we should be excellent in what we do. And so Jesus answers, I think, with the proper balance. Right? That he comes not to um, be served, but to serve. Not to be a ruler who lords it over, not to be the tyrant who crushes, tramples on those beneath him. We hear the first will be last, the last will be first. Martin Luther sums this up um, in, his, uh, in, a, in a treatise from 1520 called On the Freedom of a Christian or On Christian Liberty. It gets translated both ways sometimes. And in it, he gives, you he gives us two points. That the Christian is the perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none. And that the Christian is the perfectly dutiful slave of all, subject to all. And we hold both of those in tension and so, Christ gives us a model of ambition, not of self-serving ambition, but of ambition that serves others. Our freedom, therefore, the freedom that we are granted, ultimately rests in the service of others that all of our excellence, all of our gifts, all of our um, work is to be brought to the service and the uplifting of others. This is, we're not at All Saints Sunday yet, but this is why we remember saints. It is why we remember, actually, today is St. Luke's feast day. Because we remember the author or community that brought about the gospel of St. Luke. An excellent encapsulation of the life of Christ 
that includes some of our most treasured texts, texts that become song for us, the Magnificat, the Benedictus, the, the Song of Zechariah, the, um, the Nunc Dimittis, the Song of Simeon. Our lives are lives that are formed to have a particular character. That's the, the whole notion of virtues. And this, this notion of ambition is rooted in Christ's ambition for the redemption of the world. Insofar as we strive to help redeem the world and bring it out of brokenness and into healing, right? It is a reflection and a furtherance of Christ's work. We see it as a continuation of that, um, of that work that Christ does on the cross and the bringing of Christ's kingdom into this world. Christ is given as a gift to us, reminds us of this community, uh, of his followers. That we're not just like the world, but that we may share some of that, some of that passion and desire for the world to be made whole is rooted in his activity towards us. Thanks be to God. Amen.